WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. With the initial lake effect snowstorm causing more than 6,500 power outages in the area, as of this morning, Indiana-Michigan power crews have been acting quickly to restore about 90% of the outages by 2 p.m. today. There are still about 600 of them concentrated in the Berrien Springs area north of Buchanan and Niles. Tracy Warner with Indiana-Michigan Power tells us with more heavy, wet snow coming, that could mean more outages. Obviously, we hope hope for the best, but plan for the worst. And hopefully, it won't cause a lot of problems, but you just never really know until it hits. And it's a heavy, wet snow. And the problem is, is that that can stay on the trees and bring the lamp down on the wire. So, I mean, we have a cruise on standby and ready to respond. There are still about 600 outages in the Berrien Springs area, which Warner says will be restored by 10 p.m. He says any new outages will have separate times of restoration. For the latest information on power outages, look at the map at the INM website. Some students at a school in Benton Harbor have been relocated due to a structural issue at their building. Brookview Montessori School Director Larry Shanker tells us routine inspections found deterioration in a wooden columns that hold up the roof in part of the building. That houses the infant and toddler program. Shanker says some students are displaced while others have been relocated. Our middle schoolers were also included in that side of the building, so we've been able to move them to the other side of the building. And we condensed an elementary a bit, and we created a classroom for our five- and six-year-olds on the elementary side of the building. But we're unable to move younger children over. That's due to federal rules about facilities for very small children. Shanker says they're still seeking authorization to use the other side of the building for some of the littlest kids. But in the meantime, more than 50 are not in school. This is really, really challenging for double working parents suddenly to not have an option for their children. And they've been very understanding and very supportive. There is good news, though. Shanker says local groups like Lake Michigan College and the YMCA have come forward to offer help. He says while the repairs to the affected area of the building will be expensive, he's hoping all will be resolved after winter break. In the meantime, anyone with suggestions can contact the school. Nearly 200 illegal guns have been taken off the street in the latest crackdown of the state's Operation Safe Neighborhoods program. Governor Gretchen Whitmer this week provided an update on the number of illegal guns taken off the streets through the program. She says since the operation began, police have conducted 1,500 check-ins with felony offenders, leading to 194 illegal guns being seized. During sweeps, officers have also recovered illegal guns and ammunition. Wimmer says that she'll continue to work with police and uh, state and local officials to fund public safety, reduce crime, and prevent gun violence. Nearly one in three reported violent crimes in Michigan involve a firearm, and in the first half of 2022, more than 450 Michiganders lost their lives due to gun violence. A new report has been issued by the Debt Collection Work Group, a committee formed to ensure that debt collections can move more effectively through the court system and, when appropriate, address debt collection cases without help from an attorney. Kate Hennessy, the co-chair of the committee, says debt collections can be complicated with debt buyer cases on the rise. Many times, debt collection litigation is not brought by the original creditor. Instead, the creditor may choose to sell the debt to a debt buyer, and these debts can be subsequently bought and sold several times over. Debt buyer cases present unique access uh, to justice barriers because consumers are being sued by a company that they may have never heard of before. 
Hennessy says based on report findings, the Debt Collections Work Group highly recommends creating court documents and forms that consumers can easily understand and use. They say that it will improve everyone's understanding of debt collection in Michigan. Rising interest rates and low inventory continue to make home buying difficult. Even as things are more of a buyer's market now, lenders are also being affected as loans have slowed, according to CEO of Detroit's Rocket Mortgage, Bob Walters. So is it a good time to buy or not? For someone who's going to be in a home for 10 or 20 years, I think that uh, whether it's now or six months from now or a year from now, it's going to make very, very little difference. Somebody who might be thinking that I'm going to I'm going to have to sell in a year or two. That may make a, a difference, and it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult to know exactly which way the um, home prices are going to go. So I think it is a good time to buy a house. Rocket Mortgage is also celebrating being ranked number one in the U.S. for client satisfaction by J.D. Power for the twelfth year in a row. The Leadership Accelerator Program at Lake Michigan College is accepting applications for the Leadership Accelerator Academy, scheduled to start next month. LMC says the professional development program was founded in 2015 by leaders from nonprofit groups at Michigan's Great Southwest Strategic Leadership Council. It's designed to create leaders who can grow, sustain, and steer communities throughout Southwest Michigan. LMC Vice President of Academics Kenneth Flowers says the Leadership Accelerator Program is, quote, another opportunity for LMC to engage empower and develop the next generation of leaders in our community. So far, more than 160 people have graduated from Leadership Accelerator, which teaches participants strengths, emotional intelligence, community perspectives, barriers to community success, communication skills, and more. The next Leadership Accelerator program starts next month and runs through July. We'll have information for applying at our website. And this is Crash Responder Safety Week, which is why the Michigan Traffic Incident Management Action Team and AAA are raising awareness of Michigan's move-over law. Team co-chair Ron Tennant says the goal of the week is to make sure crash responders know how to minimize their risk. Nationwide to November 2nd this year, we've had 14 law enforcement, 8 fire and EMS, 13 tow operators, 4 mobile mechanics, and 1 DOT road patrol person uh, fatally injured across the United States. That's 40 total responders this year. Tenant says fire trucks park to block crash scenes and help protect emergency at staff while they're at work. The state law requiring drivers to slow down and move over also keeps those crash responders safe, but 25% of drivers don't even know about the law. It requires you to move over a lane from emergency vehicles and workers when it's safe to do so. It also requires you to slow down 10 miles per hour below the posted speed limit. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. NATO says the missile blast in Poland that killed two people was a Ukrainian missile defending against Russian missile strikes. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin today addressed the incident at a virtual meeting of the countries that make up the Ukraine contact group. That's supplying Ukraine with weapons. More from ABC's Karen Travers. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says the U.S. will continue to work with Poland and other allies to gather more information about the missile incident in Poland that killed two people. Poland's president calling it a, quote, unfortunate accident, not an intentional attack. Secretary Austin. What we do know is the context in, in which this is unfolding. Russia is facing setback after setback on the battlefield. And Russia is putting Ukrainian civilians and civilian infrastructure 
in its gun sites. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Legislation to protect same-sex and interracial marriages has crossed a major Senate hurdle, putting Congress on track to take the historic step of ensuring such unions are enshrined in federal law. Twelve Republicans voted with all the Democrats to move forward on the legislation, meaning a final vote could come as soon as this week or later this month. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the bill ensuring unions are legally recognized under the law is a chance for the Senate to, quote, live up to its highest ideals and protect marriage equality for all people. Senate Democrats are quickly moving to pass the bill while the party still controls the House. The suspect charged in the UVA campus murders has appeared in court for the first time, or if maybe sees Derek Dennis. 22-year-old suspect Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., himself a UVA student, making his first court appearance, accused of killing three fellow students and wounding two others, at times biting his lip and looking downward as his charges were read, including second-degree murder and felony use of a firearm. Albemarle County Prosecutor James Hingley noting Jones had a prior arrest in February 2021. The arrest was for a concealed weapons violation, and he was convicted on June 10th of 2021 and given a 12-month suspended sentence. Jones will remain jailed until his next court appearance in December. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky has been reelected as a Republican leader, squashing a challenge from Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Scott was the Senate GOP campaign chief, and he's been criticized over his party's midterm election failures. Republican senators reelected McConnell today by a vote of 37 to 10, with one other senator voting present. After the vote, McConnell said he's proud to be reelected. He is poised to become the longest-serving leader when the new Congress convenes in the new year. Scott's challenge came amid fallout from the midterms when Republicans failed to take the Senate majority. Weeks after the embattled head of the Evaldi School District Police Department was fired, another law enforcement official involved in the response to the May 24th Robb Elementary Massacre is facing scrutiny. Morph maybe sees Jim Ryan. The question that has gnawed at the families of the 21 victims since the day of the mass shooting is who was in charge of the law enforcement response that day? While school police chief Pete Arredondo was singled out, investigators tell ABC News that Sheriff Ruben Nolasco also has been on their radar. It took the threat of a lawsuit to get him to testify before a special committee of the Texas House, but he's insisted that he was not the incident commander that day. State troopers sent to the scene have said that Sheriff Nolasco was acting in the role of commander, that they assumed he was. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. A space capsule is hurling towards the moon for the first time in 50 years. The spacecraft, with three test dummies aboard, launched on top of NASA's new moon rocket early today. The Florida launch brings the U.S. a big step closer to putting astronauts back on the lunar surface for the first time since the end of the Apollo program. If all goes well, the crew capsule will be propelled into a wide orbit around the moon before returning to Earth with a Pacific splashdown in three weeks. NASA hopes to send four astronauts around the moon on the next flight in 2024 and then land humans there as early as 2025. Twenty-five law enforcement recruits are injured in Los Angeles County, five of them critically after they were hit by a vehicle this morning while they were out on a run. ABC's Alex Stone is more from L.A. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva says it appears to have been a horrific accident. But why the 22-year-old driver allegedly plowed his Honda into 75 recruits who were out for a morning run isn't clear. Alcohol was apparently not it, says the sheriff. Blue a 0.0. On the breathalyzer. California Highway Patrol investigators are now trying to figure out if drugs or distracted driving were involved. There is nothing yet pointing toward it being intentional. At least one recruit is on a ventilator. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. Americans are bracing for a costly Thanksgiving this year with double-digit percent increases in the price of turkey, potatoes, stuffing, canned pumpkin, and other staples. 
Higher production costs are only part of the reason. Disease, rough weather, and the war in Ukraine are also contributing. Turkey supplies are at their lowest point since 1986 after a deadly avian flu wiped out flocks and prices are about 28% up. Experts say there won't be shortages, though, of whole birds because producers shifted production to meet Thanksgiving demand. Meanwhile, stores like Walmart, Little, and Aldi are offering deals to lessen the sticker shock. And there's an update on Jay Leno's condition after the former Tonight Show host was seriously burned over the weekend. More from Jason Nathanson. I say that his injuries are serious. His condition is good. Dr. Peter Grossman at the Grossman Burn Center in Los Angeles giving an update on Jay Leno's condition, saying Leno was working on one of his cars underneath the car when he suffered significant burns to his face, hands, and chest. Leno's undergone one surgery so far. Currently, there's no evidence of nerve damage. I do anticipate him making a full recovery. Whether there will be remnants of this injury, it's still way too early to tell. As for Leno's mood... He's Jay Leno. He's walking around and he's cracking jokes. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.